Hello, this is Diane from Diane Abroad. I'm talking to you from Pristina, Kosovo. It's the 7th of October and it's snowing and raining and blizzardy. <laughs> but you know I have a winter coat, so all is well. It is the uh, October 7th, 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. And I want to talk to you about two things today. I want to talk to you about speaking of travel radio program. And I also want to talk to you about hostels, staying in a hostel, two items. First thing, speaking of travel, speakingoftravel.net is a radio program. It's uh, a radio program hosted by Marilyn Ball. She is the host of Speaking of Travel, which is broadcast on news radio on 570 WWNC, because it comes from North Carolina, Charlotte, um, Asheville, North Carolina, and 880 The Revolution. You can also listen anywhere in the world on your free iHeart, iHeart Radio app, a free iHeart Radio app. Each week on Saturday and Sunday, the program is aired at 11 o'clock, and Marilyn Ball, introduced to me by Constance Lohulis, my bestie, is interviewing me for an hour. Um, we're going to record that program on October 18th. So I'm going to keep you informed as to when you can hear that program. You can hear it with your app or you can go to speakingoftravel.net and find lots of programs. Um, that's number one. Number two, I'm going to talk to you about hostels. Now, as you know, probably I'm in the process of writing the book, the how-to travel book called the Essential Guide to a Life of Travel was supposed to be published already, but life got me by the neck, and I'm about a month late. So on the 7th of October, I think it should be up in, a, in a two weeks or three weeks, so I'll let you know about that too. The Essential Guide to a Life of Travel is a how-to travel book, but it differs from other how-to travel books. It's not about how to travel on a shoestring. I really don't speak to the issues of of uh, fees and costs very much. I mean, that's certainly not the focus. The other thing is that it is a very, very comprehensive how-to travel book. I've been traveling through 30 countries as of today over the past almost two years. So I have a lot of experiences and name something about travel and I'm telling you it's in the book. So, um, the third thing that makes this different from other how-to travel books is I've put in 12 vignettes, 12 heartwarming, not so heartwarming, good experiences, not so good experiences about my travels. And each vignette is a little story and it's somewhere between, you know, 500 to 1,000 words each and it makes it a little bit different, more interesting book will be available, as I said, in two or three weeks. I'll let you know within that book, I talk about lodging. I talk about Airbnb. I talk about hotels, you know, how to find lodging. And I also speak to house swapping and even couch surfing. I also talk about hostels. Now, when I talk about hostels in the book, I talk about, I say, why a hostel, how to find the perfect hostel for you, you know, how to do your research. Uh, the difference between independent hostels and parent company organizational hostels, 
and how to do your homework to find the best packing for a hostel stay and hostel etiquette. And then I end in the book with incredibly unique hostels. Well, I'm limiting to my, my conversation on this podcast today to the introduction to hostels, a little bit about my experience going to a hostel and why a hostel, and then um, unique, incredibly unique hostels that kind of fall out of any category that you might think of when you think of hostels. So let's get started. You know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, a hostel is not a hotel, and I hate hostels. The only people who travel in hostels are those 26-year-old backpackers, and I'm not 26 in a backpack. I wouldn't be caught dead in a hostel. Well, don't, 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 don't turn off this podcast. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to break some myths. This is a myth-busting podcast. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, for heaven's sakes, what if my neighbors found out I was staying in a hostel? You wouldn't be caught dead in a hostel. Well, you know what? You probably have never tried a hostel, if you're thinking that way. Some people I've talked to love hostels. And actually, that's all they travel. That's all they stay in our hostels. So there's something to be learned. Now let's get a few pieces of information straight. You know, the truth is, you can stay at a hostel anywhere from, what, $18, $10, to $40 a night. And when you do that, you get a no-frills accommodation in clean, stark, normally in dormitories. Remember your college days? You stayed in dormitories. So many hostels have single rooms, though. They have single rooms with private baths, and some also have double rooms, and some even have family rooms. I mean, I think that's a great way for couples and families to travel. Imagine taking five or six kids or your daughter-in-law and husband and your daughter-in-law and son and children on a trip to Europe and staying in a hostel, one great big room. Great way to save money and spend more time together, closer time together. So so hostel traveling are for students, for people who want to travel on a budget, for solo travelers, for groups, or for families. It's really a great idea. Now, I stayed in a hostel in Quito, Ecuador last January, and the truth is, actually, I didn't realize it was a hostel. Imagine what I thought was a hotel when my taxi cab driver pulled up to this sort of salmon pink colored building that had in script on the side, La Rosita Hostel. Oh my gosh, my heart sank. You know, the difference between hostel and hotel is just one letter, the letter S. Well, that's what I was telling myself. The only difference is the letter S as I was pulling myself out of this taxi and convincing myself that everything was going to be fine. Everything was going to be good. And I needed to kind of take on more tolerance level attitude because I hadn't stayed in a hostel. I'm thinking all of what you're thinking right now. But I knew I had had a single room with a private bath, and that's exactly what I had. Yes, my room, my single room with a private bath indeed was sparse. It was small, but it had an outside window. You know, I've stayed in hotels without outside windows. I had an outside window, had a great big flat flat screen TV, which on one hand I don't care much about, but 
because I don't watch TV, but it's a good way to learn Spanish, that's for sure. Daily maid service, and all the maids were dressed in white. And I cleaned towels and cleaned soap every single day, brand new soap every day, and it was spotless. The floors were gleaming tile floors, and they waxed and polished them every Sunday. They were, of course, they washed them every day. The name La Rosita, as you know, is Spanish for the, the rose. And every week, fresh cut roses in vases in the, in the lobby, in the hall, and outside my room. It was beautiful. And how much did I pay a night for this lovely hostel room with the private bath? Actually, there was a there was a window in my in my shower too, high up, so nobody could see in. But a window in the bedroom and a window in the shower. It was nineteen dollars a day. I was supposed to stay there one week. I thought, you know, I like this place. The internet was good. There was a little desk I could sit down and write, and I had twenty four hour laundry service. For two dollars, I could get a full load of laundry washed, dried, and neatly folded and delivered to my room for two bucks. So instead of one week, I stayed for an entire month at nineteen dollars. I loved the historic district of Quito, Ecuador. So that was my experience, and it totally opened my eyes to the notion of staying in a hostel. Now let me say this about hostels. Why hostels? Well, first of all, they're inexpensive and they usually have outstanding breakfasts. And, you know, you get, and not only can you stay in a room by yourself, but um, they're all, you also can stay in a dormitory with two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people if that's your cup of tea and you can learn about interesting, interesting activities and transportation and restaurants from all of your fellow hostelers, and lots of good conversation. So um, it's, it's good for lots of different kinds of travelers. But let me tell you generally that there are two types of hostels. There's the independent hostel, and then there are the hostels that belong to a parent organization. So the independent hostels, which is La Rosita, was an independent host hostel. More Normally, they're free-spirited and colorful with few rules, if any. And um, you'd think that they're not going to be as clean or as organized. But my independent hostel, which I didn't even know was a hostel, La Rosita, was very clean and very organized. So I'm telling you, things exist. And then there are hostels that belong to a parent organization. And when you want to find a hostel that belongs to a parent organization, then you need to go to a booking, um, a booking website for those parent organization hostels. But let's go back to independent hostels. Just look any place on, you know, anytime, any booking website for hotels has hostels, booking.com, hotels.com. Travelocity, they start out at the lower end with hostels. Those are the independent hostels. And when you do that, um, you need to think about looking up at that hostel just the same way you do. Well, let me go back first. Before I go there, I'm going to that was the independent hostels. And then there are a parent organization for hostels. So... Hosteling International, it's called 
Hosteling International, H-I, Hi. Hosteling International is a booking website, and it's called HiHostels.com, H-I-Hostels.com. And travelers from all walks of life rave about this website, and H-I.com. It's a booking site that provides information for official hostels all over the world. And it began in the 30s. Remember in the 30s when women stayed in one and men stayed in the other? Well, that doesn't happen anymore. And, um, you know, there were curfews for day and night and all of that stuff. You know, things are much more flexible now. When you get a hostel that's a part of a parenting organization, you usually need to pay a membership. Different than independent hostels. And if you pay a membership, you know, it's going to be like, $28 $28 a year for full benefits. I'm not going to go into the cost of that. I'll have it in the book. But um, it's, it's a nominal fee. And what happens is then you um, can stay at a slightly lower rate in any hostel that belongs to this organization all that you know that's all over the world. And if you're not a member, you don't get the benefits, of course, and you might pay a little bit money, a little bit more money, but you can stay in a hosteling international hostel for, as a non-member too. The other um, parent company that I want to talk about is called STF Hostel, and it's unique hostels in Sweden, all over Sweden. Um, STF, it's S is in Sweden, T as in travel, F as in family, hostel. So now, and when you are planning to reserve a hostel, whether it's independent or part of an organization, then you know you you want to check the location on the map, just like you would at a hotel. You check the location on on the map to see how close the hostel is to downtown, the airport, the train stations, the historical district, other places that you want that you're interested. in. And uh, visiting, make sure you know the distance. Also, you, I suggest that you access instant Google Street View for the visual de- details of where your hostel is. And you can see what's next door or down the street using instant Google Street View. And finally, read the reviews, just like you read for the hotels. But hostel, I would read more carefully in the hostel. Make sure you read the reviews. And um, and the other thing you can do is don't be afraid to call or email and ask questions about the hostel if you have any concerns about anything. I doubt that I, uh, you know, that's a good way to find the best hostel that is suited for you. Now, I talk in the book about packing for a hostel stay. It's a little bit different. And hostel etiquette, which is also a little bit different. But now I want to bring you to the unique hostels. Now, I had not stayed in these hostels. Let's make that clear. But I'm telling you, they are certainly on my list. The first one is called Hostel Celica. C is in uh, Charlie. C-E-L-I-C-A. It's in Slovenia. Slovenia. And it is um, in the capital, Slovenia. I don't know how to pronounce it. L-J-U-B-L-J-A-N-A. The beautiful capital of Slovenia. And if you uh, Google the capital of Slovenia and look at the images, you will see what a beautiful city that is. Now, this Hostel Celica 
in Slovenia was once a prison. Yeah, used to be a prison. It's one of the most interesting hostels in the world. Now, the space had at one time, you know, separated individuals from the rest of the world. But today, it's a refuge for travelers and artists and people of goodwill. I mean, after the Let's go back. After the prison was closed to inmates, artists occupied the buildings for 10 years. And they opened it up for fresh channels of expression. And then in 2003, the hostel opened for travelers. And it's an exceptional, they, I've read about this, and it's this an exceptional example of how art can transform an object, you know, like a, a prison, a place of dark and difficult history into a space of open possibilities and positive vibrations. So this really can be an ex, a spiritual experience. So the owners say it doesn't matter who you are, what you believe in or who you love, all travelers are welcome to Celica, with no exception. The message of openness, openness and reception is at the corner of peace, which is offered at the Hotel Celica. Whether you want to have spiritual experience or you're just there for reflection. It's good for everyone. The, range, the price range is $23 to $33 a night. The photos are incredible. Go to HostelSelica.com. The next one is called, I have two more, this one and one more, Jumbo Stay. Yeah, think, Jumbo Stay. What might that be? Well, yeah, you stay in an actual jumbo jet. It's located at Stockholm, Arland Airport, just five to 10 minutes by shuttle to airport check-in. And the prices begin at about $60 a night for a two-bedroom dorm or 230 nights, all the way up to $230 a night for a double bed suite. I mean, one of the photos that I saw with Jumbo Jet is uh, in the cockpit. It's very elegant. And you know, it's not just a hostel. It's an exciting place to go on excursion for the whole family. Let's say that you're, you know, you're in Stockholm Arland, Stockholm, Arland Airport for a layover, you know, take the shuttle and go to Jumbo Stay. So non-house guests are welcome to have a look inside the plane and to learn all about its history. There's a cafe where you can have breakfast, coffee, cookies, ice cream sandwich, and warm meals. And this is so cool, I think. For the best view of the airplane and of the taxi runway. You can walk along the left wing observation decks, deck and experience the feeling of standing on top of a real wing of a jumbo jet. Well, that's on my list. And Stockholm, you know, it can be an expensive place to stay, I think. So this $60 a night is a great deal. It's called Jumbo Jet Stay. Excuse me. It's called JumboStay.com. JumboStay.com. And then the last one, there are a few more, but the last one that intrigues me is called The Mountain Hostel. Think about it. Think about it. Think about staying in a hostel in an alpine villa in the Swiss Alps. This hostel, the Mountain Hostel, was built in 
1563, it was occupied by two families that kept cows and goats in the basement. And then the two families lived in two different buildings above. It remained a farming home for years, hundreds of years, until it was changed in 1939 and converted into a building uh, and a hostel. And Petra and Walter took over the business in 1996 and put their hearts and souls in renovating this, this beautiful, current, charming hostel. It's located in the heart of UNESCO World Heritage Jungfrau region. The mountain hostel is simply loved at first sight. Buzzing with travelers from around the world, this hostel seems to attract a certain type of traveler. Somebody's interested in fun and social behavior and respectful and adventurous with the love for natural beauty of the Alps. Great place for outdoor activities. So Petra and Walter say that it's easygoing, fun environment where people come back year after year after year and they play games and guitars and a piano and they sit on the deck and have a beer with their friends and watch the sunset on the mountains. The pictures on the website are breathtaking. It's called mountainhostel.com. Unique, $40, the lowest, I guess, price is $40 a night. And um, I think you should check it out. So what did I tell you? I told you about speakingoftravel.net, watching for that radio program, which I will be interviewed. It's an hour-long program. I'll tell you more about it. And then the book, The Essential Guide to a Life of Travel. And I talked to you about hostels today. Just the tip of the iceberg about hostels. I hope that you consider staying in a hostel. I mean, I think... That's what I plan to do next time around. This is Diane from dianeabroad.com talking to you from Pristina, Kosovo. I, hope, I urge you to stay in touch with me and looking forward to seeing you on the next podcast.